What's going on, y'all? This is comedian Blame the Comic from Houston, Texas, by way of LA. Listen, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Blame the Comic, B L A M E T H E C O M I C. And I'm rocking with Michelle C on Candid Kisses TV. It's the Jill of All Trades, Michelle C, aka DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candid Kisses TV, everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses, blown away. Candy Kisses, TV for tomorrow today. Man, throw that all through on that bitch. That me sound like Teddy Payne. Hi, this is Kim Cole, and you are rocking with Candy Kisses TV. It's your boy, Talon, baby. Michelle and Candy Kisses TV. With my girl, Michelle C. Don't take it personal. Yo, what's up? Bruh, man, from the fifth floor. In the ATL, chilling with Candy Kisses TV. What's up, y'all? You're watching Candy Kisses TV. Where my whole girl, Michelle? Hello there. Have you asked yourself what you're missing? I have. It's Candy Kisses TV. <laughs> your girl michelle c aka dj make a move the jill of all trades and i'm back with another one and you know what we do each and every time about the fame time i gotta threaten you a little bit mm -hmm. subscribe now i'm gonna tell you mama act like she done raised you right and i'm so serious about my subscriptions i gotta make sure my aquarius sister let you know really how i feel about it i don't wanna fuck nobody up no 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 Hit that subscribe button, like it, comment, and share to all your mama and them. If you ain't ready to clown, don't come to the circus, baby, because we have a good time over here. This is not your typical interview. You hear me? All right. So now that the church announcements are over, we finna get into it. I have another dope comedian, writer, actor. This man has been cracking people up all over the world. He killing y'all in this social media game. He might cry a little bit, but he's still gonna make you give it. Give it up for playing the comedian. What is going on, sir? Hey, what's going on? Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. So we finna get in your business a little bit. Just a little, little smidge. Just a little bit, okay. Typically what I normally ask people, everybody that's an entertainer, when did you know and what made you want to get into the entertainment industry? Uh, when I tried to sell some of my sexual services and it didn't go like I had. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, man, you know, I've always been funny throughout high school and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, I used to call what we call here in Texas a ranker, which you guys may call joning or, okay. or shooting the dozens, whatever you want to call it. I was always pretty good at that because I was one of those small guys mm -hmm. in high school and middle school, all that great stuff. And I just kind of had a way with my words. And eventually, uh, once I graduated and I got to to college and well, right before college, I think. And, uh, you know, I started venturing into stand-up, found out a guy was doing stand-up in my neighborhood. And and uh, one thing led to another, ran into some people. And then when I hit that stage, I was definitely nervous, you know what I mean, and a little fearful. But once I got my first 50 bucks from mm. Stuff that I came up with on my head. Actually, my brother wrote my first joke. You're just telling me something. I told him I was doing comedy now. But okay. uh, yeah, once I made that first 50, I was like, yeah, this is the path for me. And we're a long way from 50 now. <laughs> okay, now come on, pop the collar. <laughs> come on, man. Let me tell you something. The one thing now, I ain't gonna lie, Jonin is a skill. 
and you know, bag and however you want to say whatever you call it in your neck of the woods. But it's a skill set that you got to be tactful for when it comes to stage. Because you know, when you in classroom with your homeboy, you can go go gutter with them. It's not that big of a deal. But when you got to make sure ain't nobody waiting for you at the at the outside at the comedy room, you got to make sure you don't hit them too hard. Because I know a lot of my comedian friends say, "Why you don't be Joan? Why you don't be roasting?" I'm like, "Cause I know I hit below the belt." <laughs> right, right, right. But what? How do you make sure when you do come at an audience like that, you keep it at a surface level where it's not too, too much? So I do do a little Joan and a little rhythm, whatever you want to call it, in my set sometime, and it's actually a part of my show towards the very end. But what I do is I always say that it's a skill to it, like you said. I make sure that I just I only pick at people. You know, okay. there's the difference between picking and attacking. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So what I'll do is I might say something to you, get some laughs off of you, then I'll go to the person on the other side and give you time to laugh at them and get you to join in, you know, with the fun. So it's not all about you. You know what I mean? And then you can okay. just kind of read body language as you go up to people and be like, no, nah, I don't think he, I don't think he here for it. Let me go on, move on. Right. You know what I mean? You know, you might run into that one girl, that chick that, you know, she can't shut up now. You know what I mean? So I just get all the way away from her. You know what I mean? Or, or I have to go with the path of least resistance and just make her a part of the show. But like I say, I never want to make anybody feel attacked. I just kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Touch on them, move on, and then that way it just don't get too intense and they don't feel like it's too personal. Now, you write about that. You get that one person that won't shut up. I actually witnessed that maybe about a month ago. I can't remember what the comedian's name was. But, you know, he's just doing his thing. He get ready to close out set. He made a you know a joke or whatever mm-hmm. to a young lady. And she seemed like she was down for the cause. And she ended up being, you know, fun. But she was one of them like, all right, if you come for me, I'm going to come back. And she kept coming back. And he's just like, all right, nigga, I'm done talking to you. Shut up. And he's like, you shouldn't start it. And then, now the show was a whole little back and forth with them. So you got to be careful who you call out <laughs> it's very it's very important where you where you put it in your set too because sometimes you know like you say some comedians they can't come back from that because now they they thrown off they just used to doing they set and then they don't know how to abandon or abort ship when it comes to their material and just kind of go with it and flow with it and make it work for them so it is a skill that has to be developed that takes time if it just don't come to you naturally i would say yeah yeah, I didn't, man. I'm that's what Double D working on me. He talking about something, We're gonna have to write something that's Double nice. D's funny, man. We was out there ribbing in the parking lot one night. I was just out there in Atlanta recently, man. I can't think of the name of it. It's one of them clubs Maurice do. Uh, cats. Is it cats? It's either cats or uh Monticello or Clutch. One, any one of them. He, that's his room. Okay, yeah. Double D was actually hosting that night. Okay, it's probably cats then. Okay, okay, yeah, like, yeah. Or yeah. Cell, but yeah, no, nah, because we just did a show together. I, I put a show, and he was like one of my headliners, but he was yeah. like, Yeah, yeah. He's like, I know you. He was like, You get the joint, you're gonna make people fight you. So we got we gotta find some soft stuff because you be hitting for the juggler. I was like, Yeah, nigga, cause don't fuck with me if I ain't fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Double D was getting on my ass, but I had to get it because he came outside with a to-go plate after the show and everything. I said, Boy, you looking you looking homeless as shit right now, nigga. You look like you just had meals on wheels drop you off a dish before you made it to the... Right. <laughs> Shout out to Double D, man. I, can do, up, I man. can do stuff like that when it's like genuine friends and stuff. Because you know, like, everybody know your temperament. But it's like, when there's people that you don't know, it's like, I don't know, but I don't know your temperament. You don't know mine either, nigga. So let's, what's what we doing? Right. So, yeah, I'm, right. I'm trying to learn that little in-between right. where I don't punch him in the face too hard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, moving on, mm-hmm. as a comedian, you got to be a writer. When did you know you were the dope writer? You know, uh, the moment people start identifying with my material. Now, I would say that, you know, I'm, I'm not a proactive writer as much as I should be because I kind of kind of like to let the material kind of find me, so to speak. But every now and again, I'll do like what makes what takes place of my writing is sometimes when I do these videos and stuff online, these videos can actually be jokes. So I'll turn yeah. some of these sketches or these topics that I crank out for social media and stuff like that and be like, oh, let me write that into a bit. You know what I mean? And so that's how I kind of find some of my, uh, you know, some of my writing skills, just doing it visually first and, you know, putting it out there and then coming back to it. 
guess what? Candid Kisses TV has merch. That's right. You can find it at artistperiod.com. We have everything you need. We have hoodies. We have coffee mugs. We even have throw pillows and beach towels for the summer. <laughs> get it right. Keep it tight. Listen, everything you need to get your drip right, artistperiod.com has it for you. That's A-R-T-I-S-T-P-E-R-I-O-D.com. Get your drip right with artistperiod.com and Candid Kisses TV. Make sure you get it today. Candid Kisses TV is brought to you by Kissable Lips Cosmetics. You can't be kissed without kissable lips. Shop kissablelipscosmetics.com today for all your beauty needs. Do you remember your first time on stage as a comic? What was your first time on stage like? Nervous, heart pounding, uh, trying to find myself. Uh, I would say I was doing all kind of crazy stuff, putting baby oil all on my chest and clothes pins on my nipples, and just just what I thought the version of funny was, and just kind of let, and you know instead of standing alone on my words and stuff like that. What did the baby oil got to do with the joke? Oh, I, mean, I, I don't know. I think it was something about D'Angelo. I had a music bid, and I don't know. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I I even put on a pamper one time. It was all kind of stuff. I was trying to find myself, but like I say, I'm a long way from all the props and lotions and oils and clothes. You was low key the the black carrot top. <laughs> this is you want to call it that, you know what I mean? I was trying to find out what was funny, you know, trying to do anything to get a laugh until I finally, you know, settled on in, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, like, you. the one thing that I can appreciate about your uh, comedy, because everybody, you know, some people are, like, really hyper, or they do, like, it's just, like, your laid-back tone is what allows a lot of it to be funny. <laughs> Because you'll say some off the wall stuff, but it'd be so laid back it throw you off guard. You'd be like, nigga, what did you just say? <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm definitely a laid back comic. If I'm doing high energy, I'm really forcing myself to give that extra. I usually give high energy in like competitions or, you know what I mean, like television because I definitely wanted to translate, you know, across the screen or, yeah. you know what I mean, reach the people in the audience for. You know, if it's a competition and people needs to be judging and all that stuff, which I only do usually competitions that's industry. You know what I mean? I ain't for the do nothing that Joe Blow, you know, yeah. want to do a comedy show and there's a company. No, I don't, I don't like the that. bringer show. Like you bring 20 people, you might win. Nigga, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, I, I leave that for the new guys. And some of these comics, you know what I mean? You used to could get away with that, but these new, new comics, they so lazy, they ain't going to even do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie. Like people tell me, hey, um, how many people you can bring? Um, none. And and not because I don't think your show is worth me bringing, but from the entrepreneur side of me, if I'm gonna bring people to the show, it's gonna be my show. I'm not gonna bring them to yours. <laughs> my own show. And if I'm gonna bring them to your show, I'm I might as well keep all the tickets there. That, that's what I'm saying. Like I ain't hating on your show, but at the same time, like mm, I'm good. <laughs> so, right. All right. What was one of your most memorable times on stage? Memorable times. I did a show with Monique here in Houston at mm -hmm. the Arena Theater. And man, I could literally feel the tension in the room of me having the audience in the palm of my hand. And one of the promoters told me that I was doing so well that Monique actually came out from the green room and ducked her head out to see who was ripping like that. Oh, although I didn't see it. Okay. And Rodney Perry was the host of this show. Okay. So, and I and I got I got a little clip of it online, but it's not the whole set. But yeah, that was one of my most memorable moments that I can think of at this moment. But yeah. Yeah, and she was like, it was all love. We took pictures. I hung out. I performed with her some other places and stuff like that. But yeah, 
Like when you really know that you got the audience and they hanging on to your every word. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a dope feeling. Man, you know what? Let me ask you something. Like when you first started, and I don't know if you've had this experience or not, but like when you first started doing comedy and you start, like you said, finding your groove and finding your lane and knowing what works or whatever the case might be. Did you ever have like one of the moments where somebody yelled out in the crowd and you didn't expect it? You were just like, oh, okay, yeah. Of course, of course, we all we all hear those stump get those stumbles and you know what I mean. Uh, and then I've had some some where I just kept rolling with it. But one of my comedy guys here in Houston, who's a veteran, I remember him telling me early on, like, you know, when you do a joke and you don't get the response that you want or the laughter that you need, you know, you're not supposed to show that expression on your face. You post, right. push right on through, keep mm -hmm. on going to the next joke, or you know what I mean? Try to save the joke with not a big laugh, but just something humorous to segue on to the next bit. But you never show the expression on your face that you that you lost or that you you nervous or you know what I mean? You're not confident on stage. Well, not no, I'm not even saying on that regard. I'm saying like I had a, a set where everything was going great, but I wasn't used to the audience talking back to me. Oh, okay. So like I'm used to just saying my shit and you might laugh or you might yup or whatever. But I was going into one of my, you know, sets and one of my, my little rants or whatever. And lady was like, yeah. And then and like she was cheering me on, but it threw me off. I was just like, okay, sis. Now where yeah. was I at? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you can just ask the people, hey, can you, you know, I don't need your help. You know what I mean? You right. Can you not do that, please? You know, just talk to the audience. They sitting there, it ain't TV. They can see you and you can see them. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the thing. That was the funny part because I did not expect it. I wasn't mad at her doing it. It's just it threw me off because I ain't expecting I ain't never heard like nigga. Oh, y'all talk back. <laughs> so it tickled me, but I was just like, okay, well, this, let me figure this shit out. But it it ended up working out great. I was just it just kind of threw me off. I was just like, I right, because you know. When you up there in your when you in the beginning stages, you saying your shit and you so focused on what you saying, you not ready for no questions or somebody throwing shit out. I remember I was on stage and nigga was um he asked me a question. He was like, Well, what's wrong with that? And nigga, I went left. I was like, What you mean? What's wrong with that? And I said, Wait a minute, you done let me get back. <laughs> he drew me all the way in. I was like, We don't do that. No, nah, you ain't finna fuck up my whole flow. <laughs> right, 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 right. So we are moving on. Okay. What is the ultimate goal in the entertainment industry? So what do you want to do with your platform? What is your overall thing that you want to get done with this? So right now, I would like to actually be like a, a touring headliner. Uh, to be honest, I kind of want to skip the comedy clubs and go right to the theaters if I can, if I can have it my way. I want to skip the comedy clubs, go to the theaters or the arenas or whatever it is and just okay. pass that. I would love to do that uh, and then eventually get into TV film and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, what I mean, maybe even possibly have my own show, whether it's a sitcom or just something that's uh, production, you know, mm -hmm. something that I produced, uh, something, some kind of type of show that I wrote a treatment for and came up with. And if I'm not in it directly or hosting it, I can just be like, you know, uh, assistant executive producer to the show and you know what I mean that that'll give me another hat to put on mm -hmm. outside of just being a stand-up com comic to where I can say okay now I got another avenue to make some bread make some money you know well speaking of creating your own lane what caused you to start doing the character that you do on social media uh the crying character man mm -hmm. you know I just feel like you know I kind of translated that I was up one night late in LA and I was, you know, I was in the bathroom on my phone or whatever. And I saw a dude use the crime field to help. And I was like, you know, like when you just, it just all sunk up. And I was like, man, I could pimp the shit out of this app. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause they say comedy is pain, you know what I mean? And then it's almost kind of taboo to, you know what I mean? See a grown man cry for whatever reason. Right. And, you know what I mean? It's like so many things that you can cry about. You know what I mean? And I, I, I felt like, hey, this is a great way to market yourself because if don't nobody else, even if they don't know your name, they'll be like, hey, that's the that's the dude be crying on you. That dude be crying online. I've had it happen to me several times. You know, right. so it's a it's a great, 
I think it's a great marketing tool because it kind of sets you apart. And don't get me wrong, I get some people that be like, man, that nigga still crying. It's been a year, it's two years now, he's still out here crying. Some people, and it's one of those things, you either love it or you hate it or you some way in between. Some days you feel like seeing and some days you don't, you know what I mean? But it gets the message across and I get the recognition that, you know what I mean, that I'm trying to get in. You know, I got some ideas for that character as well. Have you ever been in a situation where, um, like you said, like a, it might be one of them dudes, like, oh, here comes a nigga that be crying all the time, and you had to get them together, like, nigga, that's a character. I fuck you up in real life. Nah, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even get into that energy. Like, like the, the last guy I had see me from the crying character, I was at a car dealership, and I just shake their hand and welcome people and be cool. You know what I mean? Because I'm not at that point where. I need to really separate myself from the public. You know what I mean? It's not a, it's not a problem, or I ain't got no ego that go with this because I'm still at a, at a level where I'm on the way up. You know what I mean? And nobody really, you know, tries me or anything. And then I, you know, I'm getting better with my emotions to where, you know, I gotta stop. I can't let people take me out of my character. You know what I mean? Well, and then at the end of the day, I can just. Look at you and walk away. I ain't, I ain't got to say nothing to you. Everything that's, you know, I ain't got to, don't guarantee a response from me. So, man, yeah, I don't deal with that. The best response is no response. That make them mad even more. There you go. Just look at you and just boop. <laughs> like, I got a board. Listen, you ain't got to tell me. I, I done made a couple of people doubt their own existence. That's how much I don't give a fuck about you. But, <laughs> right. Moving on. So I like to get to know the person a little bit past they, their creative and all that good stuff. Who's your favorite rapper and singer and why? Ooh, my favorite rapper. Man, you know, I, I come from the Tupac era. You know, okay. I mean, Tupac was my, you know, my rapper. Uh, I would just have to really just delve into it and think about who I like, I can't really just name out a name because I'm one of those guys. I'm into music, but I'm not into music. Like, if it if it's playing on the radio, I'll I'll jam it if I like it. You know what I mean? Or if I hear a song on the internet that I like, I'll jam it. But I'm not the guy that I don't have no uh, Apple Music or no Spotify or I don't have none of that. You know what I mean? So I'm just not entrenched in the music culture like that. I I listen to it. I like songs that I like, you know what I mean? Some songs I don't like, and then they grow on me after a while, you know what I mean? And I catch myself singing it, but uh, you said music, and what was the other one? Not Sarah. What's who's your favorite rapper and singer? Oh, singer. Right now, man, I just been kind of, I just been kind of digging on Luther songs here lately on some chill shit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just that Nice voice, you know what I mean? Kicking it with some Luther, you know what I mean? Just some just some real laid back. I try to live my life easy to spill, man. You know. Okay. I got you over there. Don't you remember you <laughs> don't you remember you told me you love me, baby? Come on now. All right. Now, I always ask comments like, who is their favorite comedian? But a lot of times, I hate to say it, y'all fellas only name men comedians. If you had to name one of your favorite female comedians, who would it be? So, I'm real particular. Okay. When it comes to comedy and, you know, now, who makes me laugh as a female? Mm-hmm. I would say Samoa. Samoa okay. makes me laugh, even though, and the reason why I say I'm particular is because she come from that era where all females feel like they need to be raunchy and sexual. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. Her raunchy and sexual stuff is actually funny. And most women that put stuff out, you know what I mean, don't really necessarily be funny. And then they always want to holler and claim that men sexualizing them or they want their body. But, hey, that's how you throwing out there. How can you expect anything different? So right. I, like, I like some more. I think she's funny. I like Coco Brown. I definitely think she's funny. Hilarious. Yeah, fan of Coco. And uh if I just had to put a third third comedian, 
I just had this conversation with some. Did we have this conversation the other day when we was in the car? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Bye. And uh, so I'm not real sure, but uh, you didn't have to name a plethora. I just I just want to know who. I'll stick with them too, right for right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That'll work. All right. What is one challenge that you had to face in the industry, and how did you overcome it? You know, one of the challenges that I had to face was, well, I'll say two. And that just kind of fell into my lap where I had to, where I figured it out. And that's the power of sales. Mm. Uh, a lot of comedians don't like to print tickets up or start their own event link and actually sell their own tickets. I feel like as a comic, when you can sell your own tickets, that can really determine your worth. So you can garner X amount of dollars off your own hustle and what you pushing, mm -hmm. then you can actually say, I'm worth that or worth half of that to give the promoter or whoever else to make some money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's one. And then two, uh, like I kind of fell into doing comedy full time. You know what I mean? And just, you know, kind kind of determining my own value too. So to determining my own value kind of came after selling tickets as well because or uh, should I say negotiating my price. I right. came up with a system to where I'm able to negotiate my own price and it's went from, you know, in my beginning days from, you know, 200, 250 to now I'm almost getting like, and these is private engagements. And this is not where nobody's selling any tickets. You know what I mean? Like 750 to almost $1,500. You know what I mean? And this is just, hey, come do my party in my yard. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. So, and I just, and I have, and I developed in my own personal, uh, uh oh, how I, uh, oh, my screen timed out. My high, how I come up, how I, how I'm able to push my price. You know what okay. I mean? Because at the end of the day, it's comedy, but it's sales. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Shoot. That's I did my did my very first comedy show as far as I put putting myself together and making a whole show. Came out great. But all my like nigga, I, that was all me. Like I, you know, the, the comics came and did they did a job, did it did their thing, they were great. But as far as selling the tickets, pushing it, making sure I pulled up, that was me. <laughs> so, so I definitely understand what you mean by yes, you got to figure it out. And I've been, I've been, you know, I've been fortunate to be on tour with some people and travel and stuff like that. But I'm at that point where it's time for me to come back full circle and start putting on my own productions because things have slowed down from other people that I've had the opportunity to work with and you know do my own productions and things like that. So yeah, yeah. thank you. If I would, that's the one thing I've, I've said as soon as I start embarking in this role. I'm like, I'm not going to beg for stage time. I'd rather create my own stage than beg for stage time. Exactly. So, it is what it is. So, before we move into our fun segments, name one entrepreneur you admire and why. Man, I got to say that I admire Kevin Hart from the outside looking in. And I'm going to tell you why. Because... All those guys that work with him are millionaires, and he don't have to do that. Don't have to do that at all. You know what I mean? Anybody that'll tell you that work with, uh, and I don't know what their situation is, right? But anybody that work with uh, some of these nationally touring headliners and things of that nature, you know what I mean? They kind of put you through, you know. That, you know, of course you get put up, but you know what I mean? You make your little change and you're going on and, and I get it. But mm -hmm. for him to be unselfish and to have so much going on and for him, all his guys to be taken care of financially, you know what I mean? I think that's real dope. And from the outside looking in, it appears that he really takes care of them from whether it's getting off the tour and buying them all old school cars and whoever, who, who knows what else he's done for them behind the scenes. Absolutely. So, 
I kind of look up to him as an entrepreneur because we the same age and it just shows me the gravity of what can be done and what can be accomplished right. with your own dime and dollar at this you know, point in my life. And what can happen when you work together? That's the, that's the one thing that I know about the industry is not enough people working together. There's so many people just trying to look at me, look at me. But, like you, but you do realize to be successful, you have to have a team. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, delegate. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to delegate. When you got the money, you pay people to get the things that you want to get done and you can see them come to fruition whether they whether they fail or they succeed. Absolutely. I'm yeah. trying to tell you. Well, now we are moving on to our fun segments. Our first one is kiss or diss. I'm naming some celebrity crushes. You decide who you kissing, who you dissing. Okay. All right. We got Aaliyah or Sierra. Who you kissing, who you dissing? Oh, I think I'm going to kiss Sierra. Okay. Just because she's still living. Okay. <laughs> Don't do a Leah like that. No, no, no. And you know what I mean? Like, I know she messed with R. Kelly, and I'm going to just have to pass on that just because. You know, the man just got a track record that ain't just right. And I ain't really ready to follow behind nobody that I know that's just been out here. And been, well, granted, he probably wasn't all the way out here in these streets when he was dealing with her. But I'm sure he was out here in these streets. And, you know, we're going to have to go get a, go get some kind of, you know, STD test or something before I even move forward with Aaliyah like that. But well, I hell, be... You need to get an STD test regardless. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm going to move forward with Sierra just because, you know what I mean? In the public eye, she, she kept it together. You know what I mean? Okay. She kept it together, and I ain't, I ain't really mad at her, even though she a slim chick, and I like my women just a, a little Texas thick. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. I'm with it. All right. We're moving on to Taraji P. Henson or Kelly Rowland. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to diss Kelly. Okay. Don't kiss Taraj. That's what I'm gonna do right there. Just because I'm a little more attracted to Taraji than I am Kelly. You know what I mean? Although Kelly just seen, and I just I only know him from the outside looking in. Right. But uh, even though I'm gonna kiss Taraji. She still seems like she can be a little handful with some of these interviews and some of these questions they've been she's been asked by some of these blogs and all this other different type of stuff. So, you know, what I mean, that's just a kiss. That don't even mean I'm trying to be with her. <laughs> all right, last one. Shirley from What's Happening or Mary McLeod Bethune? Man, what kind of question? <laughs> Damn. I don't even know. Let me Google what Mary McLeod Bethune is. Like. <laughs> I don't even know what she looked like. Let me see what she looked like. I got to okay. I got, I put a face up. Mary <laughs> McLeod <laughs> Bethune. Damn. You should have to see. I ought to just go with now, come on, they ain't got no young pictures of Mary McLeod Bethune on here. <laughs> How the hell you come up with that? Let me just go to some images. <laughs> well, you know she was young at one point in her life. Just <laughs> was, but I don't see not one baby picture. You know what? I'm going to have to go with Roz. Roz. You say Roz from What's Happening, right? No, Shirley from What's Happening. Oh, Shirley from What's Happening. I'm going to have to go with Shirley. Shirley had a little little energy about her. You know what I mean? Okay. She, like she, she could cook. She had them little Thanksgiving arms. You know what I'm saying? All she, right. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Shirley. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to leave Mary Bacall back in the past, wherever she came from and whatever she did. I have to do my... You know what? You got me feeling bad. I don't even know her. You better know your 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 black uh, history. Come on now. I know it's been a long time. I've been out of history class a long time. Oh, geez. but maybe okay. in another life we was together. Who knows? <laughs> All right, moving on. Dumbass questions. These are just random fun questions I want answers to. Okay. What was the worst job you ever had? The worst job I ever had. 
or that I kind of sucked at. I was, okay. it was the, I worked for the census in 2010. This was some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this was hot in Texas. You hear me? Mm. Going up to people's doors trying to get their information. Man, I wasn't getting the proper information, and I was on. I had just got fired from the school district, and then got fired from the census bureau. I had got fired like within three months, two months of each other. Like, damn, just got fired. Started the census and got fired again. I'm like, damn, I'm on a roll. But this was a blessing in disguise. This was the beginning of my my stand up comedy career, though. So okay, it was cool. But that census, that heat. Filling out them applications, asking them people all their personal information and all that old kind of stuff. How many people stay with them? And yeah, them giving you the run around. Can you come back tomorrow? Oh. Well, that's the thing with the census. Like that's got to be a dangerous job. Cause it's like I don't open the door for nobody. If you ain't called me or if I ain't invite you over to my house, don't knock on my. You can lean on my doorbell. Your ass will just be out there. I'm not opening my door. Period. I can understand that. But that's the, that's the quickest way to get shot. You coming over a house, knocking on somebody's door, and I ain't expect nobody. You trying to get somebody fucked. need help? Okay, they need to call. So if you needed help and you was if they need help, they need to call help. Nine one one. What if you needed help? I have what a cell phone. It's called nine one one. Cell phone. You left your cell phone in your car, and you didn't. You didn't. You didn't twist at your ankle at the bottom of the stairs at somebody's apartment complex and they dough right there. Listen, you ain't got no phone. You just don't find out, you know, huh? Carly Russell don't fuck it up for all of us. I'm scared to knock on people's doors and shit. They be like, nigga, that ain't no real person. I don't see no baby. Like, nah, bro, nah. I leave folks, folks alone. That's what I do. Like, now nah, I ain't gonna I mean, like, you help. You need help. But it's like, I'm, I'm not just gonna answer. Like, you no. don't leave people alone when you're in pain. You're gonna be looking for some help. It's easy to say what you find. Mm. But let that let your ass be in pain. That ankle didn't twist it. You didn't fail. Or you, oh my god! It's the difference. If I didn't twist it, I didn't fail. Whatever. I can, for number one, I can't get to the door because I'm sitting there on the floor. Now I can holler for some help, but I ain't just gonna knock on a stranger door. I'm just hoping my voice will let somebody come out and see me. Right. It's the it's the knocking on the stranger door for me because it's like nigga, you don't just roll up on people's house like that. Like if I come outside and I see somebody sitting there and be like, I mean, now I ain't gonna lie because I'm very I. My trust, I got trust issues. I pull up and I see something wrong with somebody and I'll yell out, you all right? But are you going to give me, nigga? I'll call some help for you, but um, they on the way. I'm not staying, nigga. That could be a setup. Yeah, you sound like your daddy or your uncle. You all right? <laughs> I'm not staying. Because niggas is, niggas is grimy out here. You sitting there thinking you get ready to help and be a good Samaritan and then somebody from the other side and you knock your side of your head. Nope. I ain't doing it. I, I trust issues. You hear me? Right. <laughs> we are moving on. All right. If you can east side stomp on anyone in your past that you know personally with no consequences, who would it be? East side stomp on somebody in my past. You know what? I'm going to just say if I just had to think about it, I ain't going to say nobody because I want to say that I didn't let all that shit go. I'm not carrying no burdens okay. of nothing that didn't happen in my past. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I live with the motto of you can't get to the big shit focusing on the little shit. You know what I mean? I'm going to let that petty shit go. And nine times out of ten, when somebody done you wrong, they stuck right there where they at and where they want, where they need to be. And I'm trying to move forward and progress and do what I need to do for me and my family. I ain't, I ain't something on no goddamn body. I'm trying to get this bread. Okay, so can you forgive and forget, or do you just forgive but you don't forget? Yeah, you don't for, you forgive but you don't forget. You know what I mean? I always live by this little one mantra, man. You know, even if you don't remember a person's name, mm -hmm. you always remember how they made you feel and how they treated you. That facts. You know what I mean? So. If I see you, and then and even if I get worried about the type of person that you are, and I can damn near put a finger on it, and I see it from afar, I'll just avoid you. I'll say what's up and keep it pushing. Like you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be everybody's friend in this thing, and everybody don't have your best interest in in mind. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
you gotta stay there. Boy, it's it's industry is an interesting industry. I'll say that. <laughs> Very cutthroat. Man, and, and for no reason. And secretive. Yeah. So I'm holding on to some of mine too. <laughs> right, listen, I understand. Don't nobody <laughs> I understand. We are bull or oh, what's one embarrassing moment from your childhood that you're willing to share? Oh man, this is the thing I can think of off the top of my mind. Uh I was when I one day I was in high school and I was, was wearing some brown bell bottoms. I don't know if we was having like dress up week or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but I was running through the through the school courtyard and tripped on a part, part of the concrete and fell on the sidewalk. And I kind of just laid there and posed there for a minute and kind of just played it off like I was just chilling, looked mm -hmm. around, got up and kept on going. <laughs> Yeah, you look, nigga, the fall wasn't even the embarrassing part. It's the bell bottles for me. What the hell, bro? <laughs> I like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I. I don't know. I can't remember why I had them bell bottles on, but like I said, I don't corduroy? Know. if they were corduroy, I'm done. No, nah, they weren't corduroy. They were like some brown slacky bell bottoms or something. All right. Oh, if you could create a lame superhero, what would their name be, and what would be their lame superpower? A lame. <laughs> A lame superhero. Mm -hmm. It would be a nigga that fly around. I don't even know if he fly, but he just pull up and is a rest haven for hoes. Like he just feels sorry for him and he pity him and he just a simp. Like that's his power. He make women feel good by just being lame. Like, oh my God, I just lost my body peeing out my weave. And he'd be like, oh, okay. Here go you about <laughs> you a simp boy. <laughs> yeah, that nigga simp, the uh, super superhero simp nigga, man. This nigga just fly around saving women that's complaining all day. Oh, oh I just broke my nail. Okay, I I get you a refill. Right. Yeah, he, 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 he used all the time, but he really want to be with him and don't nobody love him. And he just keep going through the cycle over and over and over. Sure, if that's the case, you need to call when they say nice guy, finish last. Call that nigga nice guy. <laughs> there you go. Do you believe nice guys finish last? If they ugly, yes. Okay. But you what know, about Biggie? But ugly and broke or ugly with money? Biggie had money and he wasn't no no uh eye candy. Uh, exactly. Now, now I'm not that's what I'm saying. He's ugly, so he had the fun with the money. But I'll take this. Women are more we're nicer than y'all when it comes to looks. Because there's some women, they'll, they'll accept a little ugly ass nigga as long as he can pay the bills and take care of them. But y'all yeah, yeah. niggas, uh-uh. Her goddamn bottom lip hang too low. I don't fuck with that. Like, y'all be real picky. <laughs> so, like, well, you know, I always say, you know, if, you know, when you, when you kind of physically challenge, you got to accentuate some of your other features. Like, you definitely got to be nice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You gotta smell good. You know what I mean? You could be ugly, but you like, God damn, you smell like potpourri every time. They, I don't know. I might hit a late night by dog house one night if you know what I'm saying. The moon one night, you know what I'm saying? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I had a homeboy tell me it was a girl because she seemed very nice. I was like, Why you stop messing with her? He was like, Man, I like her earlobes. What, nigga? <laughs> But then y'all would have said we wrong. Maybe she had that little kidney bean back there. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, she didn't have no keloid or nothing. She had. He said he don't like the fact that her earlobes didn't detach. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? He was like, they too close to her head. <laughs> I hey, you got to think about all that shit. That's some type of traits that you pass on to your kids if you make babies with these people, man, you know? So, you so know your requirement is they must have detachable earlobes? Well, you know, everybody got they, everybody got they they little, they little quirks about them that kind of turn them on and turn them off. Like if I see a cute girl and she smile, she pretty, mm -hmm. but then she smile and then she got that one tooth up here. You like, Ooh. man, that just means <laughs> no, nothing like that. No. It, it was hidden and then she smiled and then you see that. 
Uh-uh. Come on now. Are your ears dirty? Like I get up close on you and yo. Nigga, that just means she had a spare tooth. That's all it means. She always. Oh no, man, you gotta get something. You gotta get something done. And you know what's crazy? I got one of them little tooth, but it's way back here though. You can't see it. Anyway, <laughs> and it snuck up on me. I ain't know I had it for a long time, but it, I got one. But you, it, you know. Hey, sneak up on you. How you find it? Man, I was just licking around in my mouth one day and said, "What the fuck is that?" Like this nigga ain't supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, I had to pick that motherfucker and everything. Oh my god! You stupid. All right, name three items you would purchase to make a cashier feel uncomfortable. Three items I would purchase to make a cashier feel uncomfortable. Hmm. Maybe like something sexual or something, you know what I mean? Okay. I don't know. So is she? Is am I making a her or a him uncomfortable? It don't matter. It's, you, it's whoever you want to make uncomfortable. Oh man. Maybe like, man, that's a good question. I don't. <laughs> I don't be. You know. I think I would have to have some conversation that go along with that. You know what I mean? Like, like sometimes I'll play, I'll go to the to the condom case and be like, y'all ain't got no condoms smaller than these. <laughs> well, one item would be an extra small kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'd just be joking. I'd be like, man, these all these too big. Y'all ain't got no little, little one. You know? <laughs> and then they'll look at me like, I'm be like, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. And then uh man, I probably uh I probably uh maybe go up to the to the uh maybe to the pharmacy and say y'all got any over the counter herpes medication. I don't know, just some crazy yeah. shit. <laughs> well we got small condom herpes medication. We need one more. And uh just to make the kids you feel uncomfortable. Maybe like uh uh maybe like a little earpiece or a plug or something that I could wear around the store to pretend like I'm uh store security and just kind of like fuck with people or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at her right now. She with the blonde hair and the red shirt on. I got it right here, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so you go help me. A Bluetooth device, a smart condom, and a herbie medication. Okay. So I don't know. That's all I can think of as of right now. All right. We move on to GMG. That stands for what grinds your gangster name, one of your pet peeves. What grinds my gangster in, in reference to what? What's one of your pet peeves? What get on your nerves? I mean, like, is it uh, what get on my... So what's right now, what's getting on my nerves is these female rappers in this movie, in this music, like Sexy Red. My, okay. My, 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 my pussy hole pink and my booty hole brown. Don't nobody want to hear that shit. Right. That is, that is, that is so low vibration right now. You know Not low saying? vibration? <laughs> I don't nobody want to hear that shit, man. You know what I mean? It's just, and then I heard some other shit on the radio. I don't know what, what the, who the artist was, but I was like, Man, and I'm about to have a daughter too. This shit only getting worse. You know what I mean? Like it's it's too much going on. That's what's petting my peeve now. This lowbrow music that the industry is peddling to the black community at the expense of making a handful of black people mm -hmm. rich. And Man. I'm mad because these radio stations is pushing this shit and condoning it and it's only making the problem worse whatever happened to music like this love music and fight the power and uplifting music i just wish some rapper would take hold like i could really appreciate even though they say he crazy i can really appreciate kanye because back in the day his music used to be live it had a message it, it went somewhere it told a story you know what I mean? It made you feel a certain type of way. 
So yeah, this yeah, this this female rap music right now, all this twerking and shit that's going on. Don't get me wrong, I like to see a woman shake her ass, but it, it, at this point, I'm saying, who raised y'all is what I want to know. Cause you ain't never seen Patty Labelle twerk her ass. You ain't never seen Aretha shake her ass. You ain't never. But wait seen now, Aretha without that necky though. Aretha without the with her long laying titties. On, on Soul Train, bitch had a titty hanging to the flow. So don't act like she wasn't out here now. She was well, in the to blame that on gravity. She ain't having on the flow on purpose. Maybe she just it was a bra malfunction. But you know, you never seen a uh, 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 Tina Turner out here twerking her ass. She did a little a little arm um, shimmy oh, shake or whatever she was doing. She did a little twerk. She, yeah, just a little classy. something. Like, yeah, like, classy though. And then all this. What else grinds my gangsters? All these women getting their ass done. It's just too yeah. much, man. Don't nobody give a damn about that. If you got to, if you got to spend X amount of dollars to feel sexy, you might well just throw your whole body away. The one thing I can say for that little sexy red song, if she do that, the song is horrible. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, but can't nobody say the sentence, "I'm out of town." Without you hearing they booty hollow being brown from now on. From, from all the days from here on out, you're going to hear they booty hole brown because they went out of town. That's it. If she ain't doing nothing else, she made a memorable phrase for the whole world to say. <laughs> and you saw at the BT Awards making Bobby Jones uncomfortable, huh? <laughs> right. You went from the, the BT Awards to the EBT Awards. You heard you that. <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right. We, <laughs> we are moving on to. Opera that thing out. That's a fan favorite. That's where you pick any song that you know at least one verse to or the hook to, and you sing it in your best opera voice. It could be a rap song, it could be a nursery rhyme, it could be a theme song, whatever you got. Oh, uh, what was that song I was just singing the other day? Oh. Uh, oh man. I tell you, see, I don't know a lot of music like that. I just listen to stuff on the radio. Um, on on Sirius XM, what was that song? Uh, a song, it was called, uh, oh, what happened to the, uh, oh, hold on, it's in my phone. Let me look. I, I'm so, I feel like I'm so unprepared right now. <laughs> oh, man, what's the name of that song I was singing? I did, I did a song for, a Marriott audition I had. Let me see. Is this it? No, that's not it. Hold on. Oh, here you go right here. This is the song I sing. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. What is it? I know. I, opera, though. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. If I got to beg and plead for your sympathy, I don't mind. Because you give not much to me. Oh, ain't too proud to We darling, please don't leave me, girl. That's how you do that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. I know that was horrible, but. It ain't supposed to be pretty. <laughs> We are moving on to last but not least is our game, Sing-A-Doo. Sing-A-Doo is a family-friendly game that all can play. It's a music game. Me and my homeboy, DJ All-Star, created over the quarantine. If you pick a song, well, actually, you sing the melody of a song, but you can only use the word do. So we have different categories. We have hip-hop and R&B, greatest hits, pop billboard hits, country rock, Sing-A-Doo favorites, old school, TV themes, and party and dances. So I'm going to do a couple, and I'm going to see if you can guess them, and then I'm going to hold the cards up for you to do, and you'll pick one, and I can see if I can guess them. Okay. All right, you ready? All right, first one, I'm going to do hip-hop and R&B. Hip-hop. Um, all right. Do 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 do
do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do do Oh, I don't know the name of the song. I know the lyrics. Of, you don't want to mess up the damn game for here and now. Oh, yeah, here and now. I never got to the chord. I promise to love faithfully. You and All right, last one. This is uh, R&B. Okay. Do, 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 do. Do 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 all right, so I'm gonna hold up the card to the camera. Once you pick a song you can do, let me know. I'll put it down. I'm gonna try to get. Okay. Let me know if I need to move it or anything. It's upside down. Okay. Hold it up a little bit. Uh, all right, got you. Do 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 do. Knew I was gonna pick that one and had to set the. I didn't even know which card you had. That's what I'm saying. So, all right, next one. Upside down again. See, that's what I'm saying. I ain't looking at the card. Hold it up. Hold it up some more. Okay, move your bottom finger. I can't see the last one. No, the the other finger. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Do 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 do. Do 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 Okay. Okay. Damn, the song don't really go with a D. Yeah, bottles up. Yeah, that was kind of hard. Let me find out you might know how to do that thing. <laughs> oh, Lord, that is crazy. Well, that is how you play Singadoo. If anybody is interested, you can get it at singadoo.com. You know, we got the holidays coming up. This is perfect for Labor Day, Thanksgiving, Halloween, whatever you got with your family and friends. Um, if you want to get drunk and play it, it's perfect to do that. But now we back to Blame the Comic. Please let them know where they can find you. If you have any shows coming up, you got any merch they need to purchase. Listen, uh, I do have a show coming up. A lot of things are private right now. Uh, but you can find me online on all my social media at Blame the Comic, which is like on the screen, B-L-A-M-E-T-H-E-C-O-M-I-C. If you're on Facebook and you're searching me, you space those words out, Blame the comment and if you're on instagram TikTok, threads blame the comic is all one word just put it all together and i should pop up and my youtube is blame 3000 if you search or you can just search blame the comic and you can see some of my sketches some of the things that i've done online and also 
You can catch me coming to a city near you. Uh, if you hear that Ricky Smiley is in your town, there's a potential that I may be on the show with Ricky Smiley or the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. So just stay tuned, stay posted, and uh, I'll be at those shows to sell you my merch. How about that? All right, come on with it. Yes. Well, this has been another episode of Candy Kisses TV, not your typical interview. We drop every Monday, Thursday, YouTube, all over the streaming platform, Spotify, Google, anywhere you can get your podcast. We on there. So make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share to your mama and them. Like I said, this is not your typical interview. If you ain't ready to clown, don't come to the circuit, baby, because we have a ball over here. You hear me? So did you have a good time, sir? Hey. It was my pleasure. I had a great time. So make sure you hit that comment and subscribe because I'm going to tell your mama too if you ain't subscribed by the time this interview is over. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next time. What singer do? Hey, what singer do? Hey, yo. What singer do? What singer do? Hey, cool. What singer do, cool? Singer do is a music game that all can play. All you have to do is sing the melody of the song on the card do, using only do, the word do. Do. Same song with but I tried to resist being last on your list, but no other girl's gonna do. Order your copy today at singadoo.com.